Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to the Recovery Radio Podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous, and I be your host. Email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. You can follow me on Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book. Visit my website to recoveryradiokmp3.com and to get the books, go to sarcasticbigbook.com. And as always, I am so glad you're here with me. I don't know if it is just getting started or it's just winding down or it's somewhere right in the middle, but here we are, you and me. I am glad for that. I'm grateful I have no desire to drink today. I do have a piping hot cup of French roast coffee from Trader Joe's mixed with some Don Francisco's hazelnut. It is delicious. Go to recoveryradiokmp3.com to get mugs to give to people for the holidays. Mugs that say things like, this is my own piping hot cup of coffee and trying to live a life worth saving and things like that. pretty cool. Today I want to talk about the idea of a conscious contact with God and what that means to me now. What it used to mean to me. So you hear that a lot in AA. Conscious contact with higher power, conscious contact with God. And I, I guess my brain... What it is exactly, but it was always traveling way too fast to slow down and really understand words and phrases. And maybe I sound nuts, maybe really relate to that, but I always heard conscious contact with God. I was going too fast to think about what conscious meant or what contact meant. And what I felt when I heard that phrase was. You have to be in touch with a God that you understand and makes sense to you and you have faith in and you rely on and you trust completely. Otherwise, you're doing something wrong. That's always what I heard when I heard somebody say conscious contact with God. It sounded impossible. It sounded like you needed to have, you know, A can with a wire (laughs) hooked up to your ear and you needed to be able to listen to what God was saying all the time. Otherwise, you were way off. Honestly, I think many, many years went by before I even gave much thought into what 
conscious contact means. I've talked about it on here, but the very first time I remember thinking of God in sobriety and sharing with my sponsor about it was, I mean, I was brand new, a few months sober, and I was playing a pinball machine and some donut shop, and this guy from my past came up and stood next to me and threatened to kill me, basically. Step outside. I'm going to beat your ass. He was menacing. He was pissed. And frankly, I couldn't really blame him because of how I had been before I got sober. But I stood there and I didn't know what to do. And I just stood there and I remember I thought of God. Not in like a profound way where I was like, you know, closing my eyes and meditating and feeling the presence of God. But just the thought of God crossed my mind. I just thought of God. And I didn't know what else to do except stand there. And nothing happened. He left. I'm having coffee with my sponsor soon after and telling him about this. And when I said that I thought of God, he just freaked out. He couldn't believe that the thought of God crossed my mind at all. He was so happy, like jumped out of his chair. He was like crouching down next to me like, like I, you know, I don't know. So that's the first thing I think about when I think about my, my, my own conscious contact with God. And I remember sitting in meetings early on and we'd have a moment of prayer and silent meditation. I would close my eyes and I would try to feel something. And I just didn't. I tried. I wanted to. I closed my eyes and I kind of clenched my fists and I was like, you know, God, where are you? You know, like. And then I wouldn't really feel anything and I'd open my eyes and I'd think, well, I don't have a conscious contact with God. I, I suck. Or I just can't do this. Or it's too hard. Or I don't feel anything, so I don't know if God's even there. Then I remember going through a period where I was trying with all my might to have a conscious contact with God. And I was trying so hard that I was driving myself insane. That's when I was going up in the fields, lighting incense, lighting all these candles, you know, sitting with my palms towards the heavens. And I didn't feel shit. And I got furious with myself and with God, if there was a God, I just got nuts, drove myself nuts. I remember walking out of the Thursday night meeting here in town one night. I was about to get into my car and I pulled my keys out and I, and I dropped my keys into the parking lot. Oh my God, the, the, the worry wheel that I hopped on from that was just, and it was normal at the time, but I was like, Oh my God, what did I do wrong? What does this mean? Is it God's will that I'm like, going to be like 
five seconds later to wherever I'm going. I just made myself nuts. Do you relate to any of this? And I also had a lot of... It just took me a long time to like myself at all. And I was also unforgiving of myself. I was a perfectionist. So my standards for myself were higher than God's standards. I would not forgive myself. I would not let go of things that I had done. And I have to tell you, when I was a, almost three years sober, I stumbled into a meeting that was starting that went through the big book in a nonlinear fashion. If you want to know more about that, go backwards through these episodes and I forget where it is, but there's a series of episodes called What Does the Big Book Say? where I go through a lot of that material. But instead of going through the book by chapter or by step, we went through the book by subject and untangled all kinds of stuff. And it was fascinating. And what it did when I saw what the whole big book said about insanity, sanity, unmanageability, sane, sanely, manageable, powerless, power, alcoholic mind, alcoholic thinking. What emerged was a message that is so simple, it's almost impossible to see. And what happened to me after that was I was able to really dumb all of this down to its most basic, simple form. Basically, I came to see that anything that's wrong with me outside of my thoughts concerning the first drink and what happens to me Physically, once I start drinking, is not my alcoholism, according to the big book. That was a huge game changer for me. Then, that alone, that information alone, changed how I applied the steps, how I applied the principles in my daily life. And I started to see that I just have to get rid of self. I just have to get out of self. And fear is self. And just practicing that simple thing in the big book on page 68, when it says, when we're in fear, we just ask God to remove it and to direct our attention to what he would have us be. Fear is a manifestation of self above everything. We alcoholics must be rid of ourself. Just practice that. And initially I was practicing that uh, 500 times a day, but it worked and it made my head get really quiet. And as a result of eliminating or asking God to eliminate 
the self that's blocking me from God. I have what I would call a conscious contact with God, which is as simple as this. I think about God a lot. I don't think about God in a way where it's like, this is what God is. This is what God means. This is what God stands for. This is what God, you know, is doing. This is God's will. Not, not those kinds of things. I literally contemplate the existence of God. I remember God. I am close to constantly asking God what the next loving thing to do is. I pray for the knowledge of your will for me and the power to carry that out. Which I have come to the conclusion basically means what is the next loving thing to do. It's like right now I'm sitting here and I'm thinking of that. <laughs> when I'm done recording, I will think of that. When I'm getting ready to go out onto the town, I will think of that. How can I celebrate and honor God? What's the next loving thing to do? How can I express joy and levity? Which... I personally think really honors God. So it's not intellectual for me. And I guess what I'm saying is when I was new, it was very intellectual. It was all intellectual. It was just thought, thought, thinking, thought, thinking about God, thinking about God to the point where I was unable to really think about God because I was so consumed with self, I just couldn't even see straight. <laughs> now I think conscious contact simply means I am aware of the idea of God right now. I'm no expert, I'm no guru, I'm no, I'm just one ding-ding ringing his bell. I do not speak for AA, I don't claim to know shit. I have come to experience things about God that I, that are now beliefs I have adopted. God is always good. I never have to ask for God to do anything good. God's already good. I just have to get unblocked from that power. God is intelligence and love. Principle, spirit, soul, truth. And 
and most important of all, not me. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe that helps somebody listening. <clears throat> I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day or night, whatever you're doing. And um, give a shout out to the unicorn. And I want to give a shout out to... Chelsea and Dave... And if anybody needs to hear it, everything is okay. And I don't feel like talking about modeling anymore. Not right now, anyways. I will next time. My beauty is too serious to make jokes about. Okay, I do not know why my life was saved, but I am going to go. Try to live a life that was worth saving.